Beware Maria. Maria talks about music, about education, about psychology and art, about sex and gender roles, about meaning and purpose, about things that are fun or interesting and can relate to each other. Maria has conversations with herself and with others, and she finds it a bit odd to talk about herself in the third person. Just beware and think about it. Today we've got musician Nick Barrel, uh, who is, are you, where are you today, Nick? Uh, London, yeah. He is in London. And Nick is someone I recently met and I thought it would be totally worth bringing him to Beware Maria for, for an interview because he, he's, he's having a very interesting life and, and work. Uh, Nick, uh, can you tell us a little bit uh, about your, your musicianship and what you're doing? Yes, sure. Uh, so uh, I've been, I started playing when I was about 16, I guess. And then I started traveling when I was about 17 or 18. So they came uh, pretty hand in hand. And um, I really, yeah, I mean, I really love traveling and, and music. And I've, I've been doing the, doing them together for most of my life. Um, I was born in London, but I spent uh, years and years traveling around everywhere, really, uh, Brazil, South America, uh, parts of Africa, um, um, North America, um, Asia, uh, and as I went along, I did I did a lot of um, busking and a lot of kind of uh, getting together with different groups. I played with uh, Cuban bands, Brazilian bands, and, and nothing huge, you know, um, but just in in uh, bars, in the street, in on beaches, uh, and uh, um, it's been an amazing journey, actually. And I've been coming back to England all the time as well. I'm still based partially in Brighton and partially uh, in London and, and do projects here as well with, with musicians. Um, and the last uh, few years I settled in, uh, in, in in a kind of mix of, of between Moscow and Kiev, strangely. Uh, it didn't seem strange at the time. It does now. <laughs> but uh, I really love both those cities um, and used to play in a kind of gypsy band in Kiev uh, of which I've got some recordings that I'm going to play later on this show, and uh, in a kind of blues band uh, in in Moscow uh, because there's actually a great blues scene there which people are not very aware of. Um, and I was doing that for for quite a few years until, unfortunately, um, the war relationships got worse and worse, and the, and eventually it it led to the war that we're looking at now. Um, and uh, I left uh, obviously and uh, came back to London and. And the latest thing is I've joined a Buddy Holly band. So I'm now uh, traveling around England in a sort of 50s band, which is also great fun. But I, I certainly didn't expect to be doing that. Nick, I'm now so curious about so many things that you explained just now in a nutshell. And most particularly on how did you decide at uh, such a young age as you were 16 to start traveling after starting playing an instrument only for one year. How did it all happen? Uh, I, sorry, the, the, the internet's a tiny bit off. The, the, the internet's a tiny bit off, I'm afraid. It's breaking up a bit. But, ah, okay. Um, I, I can say it again. I can repeat it. You want me to yeah, it's, it, it might be your Wi-Fi maybe. It's a bit strange. Okay. I wanted to know how did it all start? How did you have the idea and how did you put this project in March at uh, such a young age? 17 after having played an instrument since the age of 16 well 
so I'm a 46 now. So when I started traveling, there was no internet or there was, you could get books and things about places, but it was pretty, pretty remote. Um, I had a friend who had been traveling in India and they came back and showed me some photos. I remember one day and, uh, yeah, she came back and she showed me some photos that she had taken. I mean, what, they were fairly basic photos. I remember one was a palm tree and there were some cows and things. And I thought, wow, that looks amazing. And uh, just booked a flight. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and I took my guitar with me. Uh, I was quite shy then for 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 playing with people. But I, I was off around India for about uh, three or four months, um, just traveling on my own. And, and there was no, as I said, there was no internet. There were no, you couldn't phone back. I think I had one phone call back home at that time. So you really kind of disappeared. Um, uh, and there weren't so many people traveling uh, back then um, as as it is now. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember I had an amazing story in India, actually. This will amuse you. I went down. I was right down in the south uh, near Tamil Nadu. And at the time, there was uh, a sort of, uh, at least the Indian government considered them a terrorist group called the Tamil Tigers and they wanted to to uh to sort of create the south of India to be a free state anyway I was walking around that area with my guitar walking from village to village uh just sort of staying and getting more and more remote away from the main town and uh I've been doing this for a few days just kind of walking out into the woodland and suddenly these two guys with guns came up to me and said you know how you know who are you and how did you find our secret hiding place so so amazingly i had somehow found or come close to this tamil nadu uh like a uh, terrorist hidden camp that the government oh had been looking God. for a lot yeah the government had been looking for for a long time i was like so i don't know 17 18 something like that anyway i sort of said to them you know um I guess just because I was sort of quite innocent at the time, I said, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I wasn't looking for you at all. I'm just a musician. You know, I'm, a, you know, I'm traveling here and I, I play music and, you know, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, whatever, you know, I don't mean any harm or something. And I must have come across okay because they, the next thing they were like, okay, well, you know, fair enough, you know, there's no problem, blah, blah, blah. And then just, I was like, well, seeing as I'm here, is it possible to stay at your place? You know, the, the camp, because I need a place to stay. <laughs> just, when I think about it now, it was insane. But anyway, at the time, I was like, you know, Did they, host- they sort of chat. Yeah, well, they chatted to each other a bit. And then they said, OK, you can, but we'll have to blindfold you getting there. And and when you get there, you're going to have to do a concert for us tonight. And I said, fine, no problem. <laughs> so I was blindfolded by these two Tamil Nadu terrorists. I mean, I didn't see them as terrorists, but I mean, that's a political thing. But, you know, they were just people to me. Anyway, they blindfolded me and took me to their camp. And where there was, I don't know, it seemed like a lot of people, maybe 100, 200, 300 people. I don't know. Anyway, they offered me this place to stay. And as I agreed, in the evening, I came to do a concert. It was a lovely, warm Indian evening, you know, in southern India. And I sat on this little porch, you know. And played for all these sort of soldiers, you know, you know, you know, with all their, you know, hardened kind of soldiers. Uh, and I just played them anything I could think of and made up some songs. I was very into writing. So I still am into writing songs. So I just made up stuff, a lot of it, um, and just played them, whatever. And they loved it. They thought it was brilliant. And then at some point uh, they said to me, oh, you know, you've got to 
we want to sing our Tamil Nadu freedom freedom song, you know, our like kind of national anthem. I said, okay, fine. So they all sung it to me and I played the chords as best as I could underneath, you know. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. Just an acoustic guitar. But they loved it. They were, they, I think mainly they were, you know, they were happy I was having a go. And then they said to me, oh, you have to play me your your English freedom, you know, your freedom song, you know, your sort of, and I thought, well, we don't ah, really have Ah, everybody has a freedom song in every country. Yeah, like, you know, they're, you know, and I thought, well, we don't, you know, we no, don't really have a sort freedom of... Freedom song in this country. But the, I don't think the you English do. It's got, well, I, I couldn't think of one, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, yeah. I suppose the English kind of historically have, have been the oppressors rather than the yeah. oppressed, if you know yeah. what I mean. So, I was, so, I was we, so we don't, you know, so we don't really have a freedom song, you know what I mean? Mm. The Scottish do and the Welsh do and, you know, and the Irish do naturally, but we, but we don't, you know. So I was like, well, I didn't want to say that because that, you know, so I just said, oh, right, okay, yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, you just want to be agreeable. So I was like, well, oh, yeah, okay. So I couldn't think of anything. So I decided to sing them a, a little Richard song. <laughs> oh, and what was it? Which is, it was called Good Golly Miss Molly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I told it was our English freedom song. <laughs> and it kind of goes, Good girl in this morning, show out the ball. Da, da, da. Anyway, it's an old 50s song. And they all sang it. I, I it was great. I have it here now. It says, Good golly, Miss Molly, when you're rocking and rolling, can hear your mama call. That's mama it. Call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's about um, a, a, a brothel, a prostitute place in. So I, I got them all singing. They were all in the night as the last huge rousing. There was all these sort of Tamil Tiger terrorists with their guns waving in the air, singing the British, the English freedom song of of of, uh, of good, uh, golly. good golly Miss Molly, and it was just amazing and hilarious. And they um, yeah, that was it. They were happy with that. They loved that, and they put me to bed. I <laughs> and love it. Yeah, I spent the night there, and in the morning, uh, they blindfolded me again, took me back. To where we started, I said goodbye and take care, and, and wandered back to the village. So that was when I was about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I don't know. And, you and know, were you not scared of that situation? I don't know. Now maybe I would be. I don't know. No, I think the weird thing is, you know, I've done so much. I'm sure other people have travelled a lot. What happens when you're kind of you've got nothing but your instinct? You know what I mean? Because there was no way to check anything, or no way to get out of situations. Suddenly, quite often, you just know what to do. In you just sort of know when it's going to be fine. You know which street to take. You know, you just sort of know what to do, and you do it without any question. And I think when you when you're in that state of mind, everything just fits, and you can you know it's just it's just fine. It's it's when you start to question yourself, I think that you 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 get it. Um, you go off. You know, and things go wrong, or when you don't listen. Do you know, you just kind of have to listen to yourself, don't you? I think. So it felt at the time it was. It, I just knew it was the right thing to do. Go and play them this concert. So uh, it was great. People are good. People are good. Yeah. I, funnily enough, I remember. Uh, I wrote that. I love that song. It's one of my favorite ones for the ones I've heard from you. It's funny. It was. A, it was kind of a quick song to write. The, the point of it was. I, I. It was at a time when, as always, there was kind of endless negative negativity in the news and negativity everywhere and and I actually the other thing was I realized you know when you're singing a lot and you're singing you know you're kind of creating a kind of mantra you know you're singing the same thing over and over again you know that's a, that is a sort of mantra so I decided to write a bunch of songs 
with an intentional kind of mantra so that the, the, the I was if I'm going to sit here singing this every day that I'm kind of putting a good energy into myself and energy outside of myself you know so I wrote a bunch of them which sort of uh, culminated in an album eventually more or less but actually they ended up spreading a few over a couple of albums but people are good was one of them and and it's and yeah the idea is that you know, obviously people aren't always good but the, the the thing is it's like i think i think of a song as a snapshot like a photograph in a sense of you know it, sometimes people can be good and you can you can look at it like that and there's moments there's moments when you go wow aren't people good you know it doesn't happen all the time but that's what that song is and the thing is that that moment that snapshot isn't celebrated very often the the moment where someone you know cheats or someone does this or someone does that that's celebrated a great deal that's sung about a great deal but the feeling that you sometimes have where you think wow people are really good you know that that isn't sung about all that often so i wanted to have at least one song about that feeling because i think it, it exists yeah absolutely i can see how many times you would uh, focus in the negative and not highlight the good things I think it would be good to play one of your songs now. And I have one here that is called I'll Be Your Man. Uh, well, that was hilarious. I, I went to, this was with, I got a couple of questions, yeah. This was with this gypsy band that I, I played with in, in Ukraine. Actually, they were the reason I went to Ukraine in the first place. An old bass player friend of mine had joined, from England, had joined a, a Ukrainian gypsy band called Top Orchestra. Mm. Um, and he kept saying, oh, you should come over. And so I went over and, I hung out with them. They used to live in this hilarious hippie house. They were proper crazy. There was about 30 people in the band. But they were all absolute crazy alcoholics led by this um, sort of lunatic um, uh, accordion player who was who was kind of a bit of a Fagan character. <laughs> like, and they used to invite everyone to the gig to play, but usually about 10 people would make it because people would get drunk and fall on the side of the road. And it was complete chaos, but it was great, great band. And I wanted to do a recording with them at some point. So I had written a couple of songs and we, we went into the studio one night uh, with them. And uh, I honestly thought we're not going to get anything because everybody was, it was just chaos. We were there all, all night into the morning with amazing old violin players who turned out, suddenly turned out the woodwork and all sorts of people. Um, it was very beautiful uh, and slightly chaotic, but somehow at the end of it, we, we had two really nice songs. Um, and I'm really glad we do because you know, that Kiev doesn't really exist anymore. That band doesn't really exist anymore. You know, um, that world doesn't really exist anymore. I'm, sh I'm sure Kiev will, I mean, Kiev's still there and it will be back, but it won't, there was a certain innocence at that time. Shall we go for it now? I shall just say one interesting thing about that particular song before I talk about going when I first get to Ukraine, because it's, it's an interesting, in terms of traveling, the song was actually written in Cuba. This I'll Be Your Man, that was written in Cuba. And it's got some, you, you can hear in it some sort of Cuban influence. Uh, and uh, then, I, as I say, it was recorded with this sort of Ukrainian gypsy band. And I'm really kind of a blues player. So it's, it, you know, in English, obviously. So, it, you know, it ends up with this strange mix of kind of some Cuban uh, chords and structures with a gypsy band playing on it and, and sung by us, you know, an English bluesman. So it's, that's what I think moving around and traveling, you know, I got very influenced by the guys I played with in Cuba and then, and then took that influence to Ukraine and played with them. So I think that's quite interesting musically. 
That was beautiful, Nick. And can you let us know a little bit more about your stay in Ukraine? Yes. So when did I first go to Ukraine? Was about oh, about seven years ago, maybe something like that. Maybe eight years ago. 
I first went to to go and play, uh, go and see, basically go and see. I was traveling all over the place in those days and I was kind of would just go and visit. What would happen? I'd meet friends and then I'd meet new friends and just, you know, uh, you know, sometimes I'd try somewhere new. But I went to see this old bass player and live with him and play with this band. And then uh, and I was sort of visiting Ukraine and playing with them on and off for a few years uh, alongside traveling other places, you know. Um, uh, and then I met my uh, current uh uh, partner in Ukraine and ended up staying there a few years, like living there permanently, um, which was uh, amazing experience as well, you know. Um, but when I first went to Ukraine, it, it was uh, it was still tense situation with Russia, but it wasn't as it is now. And I was, as I said, kind of going to Russia as well, as a lot of people were actually, mm -hmm. um, and uh, playing music there, and you know, and then playing music in in Ukraine and. You know, I, I had hoped uh, back in the day uh, that, you know, we'd, we'd be able to do an album, you know, with Ukrainian and, and uh, Russian musicians because I had, you know, great friends in both both countries. Um, but unfortunately, that, you know, the, the world went in a different direction. But, uh, you know, that was my, my uh, original hope. Would you have stayed in Ukraine had it not been because of the war? Uh, yes. Well, actually, strangely, I was, in fact, going to go back to Russia for a few months originally, um, just before the war. Uh, but but definitely in terms of my my original plan was to sort of live kind of between Ukraine and Russia, you know, um, uh, sometimes spending a bit more time in one and sometimes spending a bit more time in the other. You know, uh, it, it would have been my uh, was sort of what I was doing. But as I said, it got it unfortunately got it got harder and harder to do. And then eventually impossible but who knows i hope i hope they will find their way out of this you know terrible situation did you wait to come back to england when you thought it was totally necessary or did you plan it with time because you saw this was war coming no no we left it almost to the last minute in fact to, to tell you the truth i mean we, we were actually skiing in uh when all the you know in the news when all the troops were kind of building up and there was you know, it was, they, the, you know, the US was saying, oh, they're going to invade every, any day and all this. And, and nobody, I don't know, we sort of half believed it. But we were skiing. Um, we decided to go skiing in Western Ukraine. That was my solution. I thought, well, let's go skiing because because um, at least we'll be near the border and we can ski across. It seemed oh, logical. Yeah, I thought, well, if, if they do invade, we could just ski over the mountain and we'll be all right. Um, so we were sort of hanging out in this resort you know, uh, called uh, 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 Bukovel, Bukovel, yeah, um, in Western Ukraine. And, and every day we were kind of checking the, the, the snow conditions and the news when you woke up, you know, to see if there was a decent snowfall or if we'd been invaded, you know. So it was a very strange time. And now looking back, it's absolutely bizarre. And in fact, I only left. I was We were planning to stay there. I, I got offered a job in England with, with this buddy Holly band. And I thought, well, I'll go and do that for a month. And then hopefully it'll all calm down. Oh. But I came, I came back to do that, and 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 shortly afterwards, the invasion happened, and and my partner broke her foot uh, skiing. Not actually skiing; she was dancing. We were dancing in the evening, and she broke broke her foot. Which, so she went to Germany, where her sister is. Um, so we neither we actually both left just before the war, but not because of the war. Actually, I, I we didn't really think it was going to happen. She she went to go and get some support for her foot in Germany, and I went to England to do a tour. And we never made it back. We've never been back since, you know. So what's next? 
What's the plan? What's next? Uh, you planning to stay here, making more music? Yeah, I, I actually, I'm. I've been writing a little bit again, um, which has been lovely. Uh, very beginning of writing, I tend to just sit down with a, a guitar and a and something to record on, which I'm using my phone at the moment. Just, just kind of try to get myself out of the way and 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 just sort of splurge in you know express myself in a way you know just try and find find and then work from there find melodies I like find things i like you know see what see what comes um but i haven't i haven't written for a while just because life's been very uh, um chaotic but actually funny enough this buddy holly tour is, is is quite nice i've got little times in between so um i'm, I'm doing it in my hotel room uh, little bits of I take the guitar and 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 started to started the whole process. So we'll see what happens. To be honest, I mean I'm opening the doors to creativity and and see what comes through. That's my plan. Nick, people who want to listen to your music, what would you recommend to them? <laughs> well, he says people don't want to hear my music. What, what would I re what would I recommend? I thought you were gonna, well, psychiatric help. No, what I'd recommend. I mean, what links or where can they find it? Sure, sure, sure. It's on Spotify. It, um, the, the, to be honest, the very nicest place I think is a place called Bandcamp because that's where you can you can buy the albums and you can listen to all of the stuffs on Bandcamp. Okay. So if you go Bandcamp and then you, I think maybe there's some links in this under your name, Nick Barrel. But uh, you can also find it on Spotify and um, you know YouTube and there's a website and the, yeah yeah. But it's a funny spelling N I K. B A R R E L L, and on Bandcamp it's N I K O L E S, like Nicholas Barrel. B A R R E L E L L. Um, also, there's a website which is just nickbarrel.uk, which has links to all those things. So that's another way to do it. Nickbarrel.uk. We are going to leave them today with the other song, which is "Thank You, My Friend." Also with the Ukrainian Ukrainian Gypsy Band. It is done with the same band as before. It is the same, yeah, same band, yeah. We did two we did two recordings in that session that night. What was the best thing about recording with them? Um, I think kind of the well now now when I look back at it, just we really captured a sort of moment in history. You know, I mean that little world of sort of underground gypsy music in 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 Kiev. You know, was was really something, and um, you know, and they were really at the heart of it. So um, it, it, it's it's I think we captured a little bit of history there for Ukraine, and I'm I'm very glad we did. But at the time, it was just hilarious fun, you know. It was just completely mad. Um, you know, everyone was drunk, people were collapsing. But brilliant playing, you know. That they're, they're, they're that cliche of sort of chaotic, alcoholic, genius musicians. Um, and uh, and uh, somehow, you know, a lot of a lot of soul, a lot of there's some beautiful um, trump, uh, uh, trombone stuff on it, beautiful uh, violin stuff on it. It's very soulful. And uh, very sweet. We're going to close today with this song. Thank you very much, Nick, for being here. Um, Nick, have you ever thought of writing a book or having a podcast telling your stories? Say that. Perhaps I should, you know. Perhaps I should. Perhaps I've reached an age where writing a book is best time. Your memories. Yeah, I'd like to write, I would like to write a book, actually. It'd be fun. Mm. I, might be, I might do that, yeah. I will definitely read it with great interest. Thank you so much, Nick, again, for coming over and take care. Take care. Nice to speak to you. Bye.